episode of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Tom Taylor. Tom is an artist and illustrator who specializes in turning cartoon heartthrobs into sexed up himbos. Tom, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. I want to start with the cartoon heroes in a way. Have you always had a crush on cartoon guys? Who were your favorites when you were growing up? I think um, when I was a kid I think when I was old enough to start realizing that I was like attracted to men or like attracted to anything to be fair um I did have like a moment whilst watching it was like the old school like obviously Johnny Bravo because it was very sure very obvious seminal and my, yeah <laughs> and another big thing of mine was definitely Prince Eric from Little Mermaid <laughs> like even now like if we if like if it's on TV or whatever I'll literally say to my husband I'm like how why have they drawn him so handsome why is he so sexy yeah. why is he so sexy <laughs> I, I don't know what it is the proportions of his face and everything it's just insane to me that they would make a child's character that hot that's not a childhood crush that's just a real life yeah. today yeah. crush isn't it <laughs> <laughs> How did you start your passion for drawing and illustration then? When did you realise that that was something that you were really into? Um, well, I've been I've been drawing pretty much my whole life. So my granddad was a traditional like artist and he would like paint with acrylics and he would he was one of those like grandparents that literally could do anything, you know, like he, like he would teach me how to like sculpt um, with like clay or paint and all of that. But I remember from like as young as like 10, like laying on the living room floor with him and him with the paper. And we would just draw with like printer paper and biros. And he would teach me the basics of like drawing a face and stuff. And I remember one of the first things he taught me how to draw. So this is probably, a lot of this is probably his fault because the first thing he ever <laughs> taught me how to, how to draw was The Little Mermaid because I was right. 10 and the, the film came out the year of my birth. And by the time I'd reached 10, they were having a theatre showing of it, a cinema showing of it. The anniversary screening. The anniversary. (laughs) And that was in the newspaper. Like, we would just open up a magazine. He'd be like, oh, this is how you draw a face. Or this is how you draw this. And in the newspaper, it was Ariel. (laughs) So he was like, he was the gateway into that. (laughs) But talk about that a bit more. Because was it an obvious move? You know, you talk about how you started drawing Little Mermaid. But, you know, to bring your drawing skills and your passion for art together with the the menses you know was that just an obvious thing that naturally happened sort of uh no not really i think i think i've i've heard this story like from a lot of different like queer illustrators and stuff that when you're younger we all we would a lot of us the majority of us would draw like girls would draw like our female characters so it would be like you know pop stars or like Disney princesses or girl cartoon characters and I think that's because when we were young and we we didn't have any kind of sexual appetite they were the things that interested us and I feel like as you get older you carry on doing what you do and you draw what you're interested in and I think that's a big reason why a lot of queer illustrators used to draw girls and now they draw guys but even up till I think so I've had my Instagram now for Oh God, no, I was like, I would say 10 years, maybe more. Um, and I used it like the same way everyone uses their Instagram, pictures of friends, pictures of your lunch. Do you know what I mean? 
And then one day, my my uh, flatmate, because I was working at um, the Toyota headquarters. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly as boring as it sounds. <laughs> and I, one day, my flatmate was like, why don't you start putting some of these old paintings on Instagram and just see, like, you know, what people think of them. And I started doing that. And then I started getting, like, a bit of attention for it. So then I started drawing new stuff to specifically to put on Instagram. And that was still like pop stars and like drag queens and I drew Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child and she reposted it on her page all oh, right this was back in the days when celebs used to still do that yeah but that's pretty major isn't it oh, oh god it was massive I remember waking up the next day to all these things on my phone and I was thinking oh this must be like a, a fan page and no it was, it was her page she she posted it the actual calendria yeah <laughs> I was like um and then I even commented being like oh, I'm so glad you like it and she commented back going like oh no I love it and I was like what <laughs> and then um that got me sort of like five six thousand followers ah nice bump and exactly. back then like you know we all had like hundreds of followers that was it and then you you know you and your friends it was never a thing so I was like oh okay how can I use this to my advantage so then I started drawing um like drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race uh-huh. that's then they started following me and reposting that and then it carried on going and then that's how my following became quite queer yeah and so I started drawing more men and posting them and then it kind of steamrolled on from there but the Disney character thing was a little idea that I had um a couple of years after and they were very popular so then I was contacted by a sex store a gay sex shop in Soho called Prowler Uh and they asked me if I wanted to collab on a t-shirt range um, so I did a, two t-shirt ranges with them, which were, which were really successful. Um, and then the third one, I did the Disney characters, but obviously I had I changed twenty five percent of each character. They're very fierce with the lawyers. Yeah, Disney, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, I met a guy who worked at Disney at a Christmas party, and he said that he I showed you I showed him it or like the images, and he'd said to me. We've seen these in the office a couple of times and we've got bigger fish to fry. I was like, oh, <laughs> not on our radar. He, he was like, yeah. he's like, we've seen it, but honestly, we just think it's hilarious. Um, I guess that's good. <laughs> then the, the Disney t shirts took off so, legally not Disney t shirts, took off so big that we did a second collection of, of that. And then that's, and then I became known for that. And then that's how my following got bigger and bigger and bigger. So I stuck to what I know. And just carried it on because it, it's not just the Disney characters that people like. Sometimes what get, gets a bigger reaction are the really, really cartoony people. Because you know how Disney characters are still drawn anatomically correct as much as possible. Sure. But it's, yeah. it's the stylized characters like Johnny Bravo or like Professor ah. Utonium that are getting way more popular. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. How did it feel when you first started getting that positive feedback when you, you know, you're persuaded by your flatmate to put some images online and that started to snowball. What did that feel like? Um, it was amazing. To be fair, it felt amazing. Like I always, always wanted to do, I always wanted to just draw as a kid. And I knew from an early age that that's nigh on impossible to do and make a real career or a living off of, because I was always told, you know, you don't make any money from art until you're dead or, that you can, you know, 
streamline that into something that's actually a profession like graphic design which i did not want to do boring it, <laughs> it just was it felt too it didn't feel creative enough for me yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um and like you can see if i've ever made a poster for a club night or anything like that <laughs> you can see that graphic design is not my thing <laughs> like hands up like if i have to, have to ever have to lay something out on a page for it to be something i need to run it past like eight different people <laughs> So I never thought it would be possible to be able to literally just draw and make a living. And as it as I started to do it, it was an, another friend of mine, a girlfriend that I used to work with at Toyota, who said to me, can you believe like five years ago you were doing this, this and this? And you said to me once, all I want to do is just draw. And it, wouldn't it be great if I could just make money from that? And she was like, and that's literally what you're doing now. You have manifested. The yeah, drawing, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But were you confident that your drawings would resonate? Like when you think about the sexed up drawings that you're sort of known for now, were you pretty confident that they would resonate with guys once you found your audience? Or was that a bit of just put it out there and see what happens? To be fair, the reason I started doing it the first time before the, the Prowler t-shirts and I did a little range of Disney drawings, that was when I was watercolour painting and I did them in watercolours. And I thought, like, if I'd had this kind of feeling when I was a kid, like, oh, God, wouldn't it be hot if, like, you know, like, these guys, these are guys are attractive. Um, yeah. If I, I thought if, I, if I'd had that, then there's got to be tons of other people out there that have. And then when they did, I was like, oh, amazing. Like, this is how I'll capture my audience. Yeah. 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 Because you did a really good series during uh, lockdown, which was, like, what these... Disney, I'm not sure if they were Disney characters, but what are these sort of cartoon characters doing during lockdown? I thought that was really funny because it was brought all of that together so nicely. Yeah, that was something that um, I literally just took a chance on because, you know, even, even drawing these characters like with shaved heads and stuff was difficult because their a lot of their design is based on their hair. Ah. And I had to figure out, like I did King Triton if he'd shaved his hair and his beard. <laughs> and I had to like think about what his jawline would look like. And you know, his eyebrows, it's such a bizarre character thing because his eyebrows come out of his face. Yeah. So you've got to start from scratch yeah, to have they him come with out no eyebrows longer than, like, they go out to where his hair is. Um <laughs> so I kept the eyebrows because so it'd be fun. But um because of covid and because everyone was at home and everyone was on social media that's what like catapulted my like popularity into something way bigger than i ever imagined it just kind of resonated with the moment somehow it's just like yeah. oh we're all doing this we're all you know and here's these guys doing it as well yeah like tarzan baking banana bread <laughs> um when you think about the way that you draw guys and that you know the, the aesthetic that you have in your illustrations what does that tell us about your relationship with your body like what was your relationship with your body growing up you know has that evolved over time uh yeah definitely like I um I was like a really heavy kid and I spent during like when between sort of like 16 to 18 like all of my friends were learning to drive and doing this and doing that and I spent that two years just working on my body and wanting to lose weight and I did it and it was like transformative because it was one of those things that and I, I feel like when you are and, and it, I really focus a lot of energy on it like a, a lot of um 
physical and mental energy on it. What, for two years, that was that yeah, was it? That kind was of my thing. goal, like, yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. And, like, even all of the stuff I did to lose weight wasn't the healthiest thing to do either. Like, it was one of the, it was, it was sure. yeah, it was not a great. Wouldn't recommend it. No, wouldn't, no, <laughs> no out of five stars, but not recommend. Um, and but my mum at the time was a um, PA for a eating disorder rehab clinic. And she would always oh. get so funny with me around meals and it sometimes would like bring her to tears. And some, but I think it was just because like I was eating so clean and so little that it just got to a point where my mum was like, you need to figure this out. This is a problem. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> definitely a problem. Except for once when she made this really, really awful, awful meal. And I said to her, I can't eat it. And she started crying because she thought that I was like, no, I was anorexic. It's just terrible and food. And I was like, I was like, like no, mum, this, I love your food and this is not it. Um, and... I don't know why that always sticks out in my head and my mum still brings it up now and I was like no Pat it was just gross um (laughs) then as I got as I started drawing these guys at the time the Disney thing took off so big I've got a very I've got a very like I'll call it like a bog standard body it's just like a very average like I work out I've got like okay arms and okay chest but I've got like a, a little belly and I'm actually drawing some of the people that like some of the characters how I used to draw them was really like nice it was kind of a little bit cathartic that people would say to me oh my god I Uh, love that you've drawn him like this and you could see yourself in the drawings that they were admiring and appreciating kind of I get it yeah yeah and the thing is is like even now like there'll be the odd character that I'll put a belly on and people will message me and say very recently I drew the dad from inside out but I drew him with an actual uh, dad bod and he had like, he had his top like riding up and he had a little belly. Sexy. Yeah. And, yeah, and someone literally messaged me and he was like, by the, by the way, I love all your work, but like body types that are like this, I really like enjoy. And I even said to him, I was like, I'm going to focus a lot more going forward, drawing more body types like that because that's similar to what my body type is like. So I don't know why I've gone, because, you know, in the last couple of years, I've just been drawing guys that are all- With the abs and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- yeah. Yeah. And I think another another reason why I've done that is because I've simplified the way I draw men because um, I, if, I don't know, if, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, the hands are quite stylized and the bodies are quite stylized. So I just did this thing where I would draw the tummy and then I would do this almost like three lines and then a uh-huh. belly button just because I wanted them all to fit the same aesthetic, the same look. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. what I've been trying to do is figure out how to keep that almost Cartoon Network-esque, because it's all lines, it's all straight lines and, like, angles with, like, the Cartoon Network characters, but I want to figure out how I can do that and add a belly. Yeah, same style. So yeah. the style guide's the same, but, yeah, just, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But, so, given where you're at with your relationship with your body now, which cartoon character do you most identify with or do you want to look like or do you feel represents you the best? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like, I feel like it'd be like Christoph body type. Oh, nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he is, like, he works out, but he enjoys a beer. You could cuddle into him, I think. Yeah. Saying, yeah. No, I know what you mean. He's I feel got like that, it would be like that sort of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm definitely not blonde. <laughs> um as well as drawing horny guys you also get a bit horny on main and i was interested in (laughs) you you've got an alt you you like being sort of quite proactive in what you post on your main account as well and i was wondering what's driving that 
I think it was right. I think it got to a point. I don't know when the moment was, but I feel like it was one of those almost like Moira Rose moments where it was like, <laughs> I do, do you know what? I do want to post this. And I do. And I remember saying to my husband, like, and anytime I take a picture like that, I show it to him and I'm like, can I post this? And he's like, Tom, you have to stop fucking asking me. Of course, like, Does he ever say no? No, he never says no. And I think sometimes it gets to, it gets ridiculous when I ask him and he just like laughs. He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> he's like, I'm not, honestly, you do you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I thought you were going to say like the Moira Rose quote where it's like, uh, how will people find fo- naked photos of me on the internet unless I put them there? So yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what I mean. It's like, and I was like, do you know what? I want to do this. And I was like, because I look back at pictures, like dealing with like body issues and stuff like that. I look back at pictures when I remember I was at school or, you know, a couple of years fresh out of college. And I remember thinking at the time, my headspace, thinking that I was like overweight or unattractive. And I look back at those pictures and I was like, what was going through that boy's head? That's insane. Uh Because that hottie had it going on. Exactly. And you think, I should have taken more naked photos when I was younger. Exactly. I had it going on. (laughs) Um, I'm like, even now, like there are pictures of me from a couple of years ago because we just got married I went on this very strict not extreme but very strict to the letter regime to get in shape and in a uh in like I think 150 maybe 200 days I'd lost three stone no way and I was like oh okay this is amazing like I got and then the suit that we had bought I had to literally go and have professionally taken in yeah you'd gone too far like gone too far and exactly. And then I went, we went on our um, like bachelor party and I remember having all these pictures taken of us in the pool and stuff. And I remember saying to my friend when we got back, I was like, why didn't one of you literally say to me, you've gone too far? And they were all like, have you fucking met you? You can't tell, you literally can't tell you shit. And so I've like, since the wedding, I've been like lifting heavier weights and like eating like more to you know, fill out a little bit. And I remember seeing people yeah, yeah. myself from a couple of years ago where I literally thought I'd put on so much relationship weight. Um, <laughs> and I remember being like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is wrong with that? And so like the body dysmorphia is real. Ah, oh, and never stops, I guess, does it? You're always going through it. But how does it feel when you post sexy photos of yourself and you get positive feedback from, you know, your social media followers, your audience, in a similar way to the sexed up drawings of hot guys that you post kind of thing. You know, it's a similar sort of vibe coming back to you, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I also think that it's kind of, um, to me, another reason why I do it as well is because I'm, you know, you really get in your head about your body and stuff like this. And then when you post something like that to get good feedback is kind of a bit like affirming. It's a bit like people aren't seeing what I'm seeing. Do you know what I mean? Uh And it's like another really weird thing is I remember saying to Drew, my husband, I remember saying to him, like, it's crazy how much more attention I used to get when we went out in clubs or did what when I was like a little bit heavier. Uh. And he was like, yeah, because you don't look well now. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, right, right. It's just one of those things that I was all consuming when I was a teenager. And it's one of those things that unfortunately I'll just never, ever be able to shake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I work through it through my art. The art is therapy, definitely. Yeah. You talked a bit how you monetize your work through uh, like t-shirt sales and the collaboration you did with Prowler, and you, you know, you've got other ways of doing that through your website and uh, all, all the different products that you do. Do you enjoy that side of things, that entrepreneurial approach to 
you know, that hustling the different ways to monetize your work and pay the bills through your art? Yeah, I, I really do because I like I couldn't just live off of commissions alone. But there's something like quite set because obviously there's commissions. There are jobs that I do where I'm contract, which I basically like people want, you know, images for a flyer or whatever, because they have a monthly party and they'll sign me up for the whole year. So that's monthly money as well. And then you've got like drag queens coming to you for certain designs for DragCon or so on and so forth. And then on top of that, I've got Patreon and my Patreon is what I make my monthly like most of my money on uh-huh. and that's the people to sign up and see the you know nsfw versions of my image. yeah because you do sort of the teasers on socials yeah. and then for the the hardcore version yeah. of that it's available yeah um yeah. but having my website with my you know my actual merchandise on it there's something really like gratifying about having and you feel like really proud that you've actually created a business because it's you know and then but then I could be sat here one evening and I could just say to Drew I'll be like oh my god wouldn't it be great if I could put my artwork on this or that and he'll be like that'd be great and then I just go about and do it and then he can go and do it (laughs) yeah and it's just a really nice thing like I thought the other day because I used to for Prowler I used to do greetings cards and they they produced a gift wrap of my images Ah, and uh it was really popular and I tried to contact the company that they made the gift wrap with and they've gone under they they shut down during covid um so i had to source out another place but i just thought the other day i was like oh my god gift wrap christmas is coming up like i need gift wrap and then i need tom taylor illustrated gift wrap again so we <laughs> you know i just went ahead and did it that's quite grown up in a way isn't it to think oh i've got a business i can make decisions yeah if i want something i yeah, just yeah, need yeah. to go ahead and do it <laughs> that's basically it. waiting for permission yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't i'll just source it myself and make it happen <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's nice having it. What about future plans for the world of Tom Taylor Illustrated? Any beyond the gift wrap? Is there anything in the pipeline that, that we should be looking out for? Well, I want to, there's a big part of me that, because I've been sticking to digital work for so long, like ever since I was able to draw digital, I have done because of um, client, basically because of client needs. Like you, I can't sit here and draw something for like four hours and then them say, oh, can you can just change that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas you can when you do it digitally. Um, I want to like delve back into like painting and doing traditional art again because it's something that I think because I've not done it for so long it's something that I'm gonna have to really like practice at again yeah almost relearn yeah I know I've got the foundations there but it's it's just because I remember I went to a baby shower a couple of weeks ago one of the one of the games was um it was like an outline of a cartoon baby's head. You've got to draw what you think the baby's going to look like. And I was doing it and I made a mistake and I went to press the left side of the piece of paper <laughs> as if I could just like, just memory as if I could just press delete and it undo. And I remember my friend Liz was like, what are you doing? I was like, Oh my God. I've just, tried I, was to, just I, was, trying. I was just trying to press undo on this piece of paper. So I want to, I want to be doing that. And I also, another thing is I really want to be focusing on like original characters more because I used to have so much fun doing that. And what's good, unfortunately on Instagram, that people aren't so interested in the original characters because I've spent so many years cultivating an audience for this, this exact thing that I draw, like for the, for the Disney characters. But the good thing about Twitter is the algorithm's not really the same as Instagram. So when I draw an original character and put it on Twitter, I get a way 
I get much better feedback. Ah, because you're reaching people who might not have seen you previously kind of thing. Yeah. Ah, right. And yeah. I, but also it's so much more fun drawing. Like, listen, you've got to think about it. I've, I'm running out of characters. There's only so many times I can draw the same, like, you know, <laughs> over and over again. This I do enjoy it, but and another negative about drawing Disney characters and cartoon characters is that they're not as diverse as my actual work would be if I was drawing original characters, if that makes sense. No, and you're starting from someone else's vision as opposed to building your own world somehow. So exactly. it's just a whole different challenge somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There yeah. may be you know, just more original character. Maybe I'll do a digital game. Who knows? Nice. Where you go around a town fucking loads of twinks or something. (laughs) (laughs) I would buy that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone out there is listening to this and you know how to make that happen, hit me up. Now, I guess my final question is if someone was interested in turning their creative talents towards a bit of erotic art, what advice or guidance would you give them? I would say there are lots of... um, there are lots of like erotic artists out there. And I think the one thing for me that I had to decide on was how I drew dicks. Ah. And there are so many, art. there are a couple of artists out there that I'm like, oh my God, I love the way you draw these guys and this and that. And then you see the like explicit versions and like the dicks are quite disappointing. Like I don't know. Disappointing if dicks. Oh no. I don't know if there's not enough, <laughs> you know, like not, they're not like, they're not like good enough to make me want to like jack off to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the test? Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's, the, oh, that's like, what we're aiming if for. I'm, isn't if it? I'm yeah. drawing anything on like Patreon and stuff, like if I, by the time I'm finished, if I'm hard, I'm like, this is great. It's working. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's definitely, also definitely finding your own style. Also looking at other artists and seeing what draws you to their work. Like if you know, you know, like the way they, they draw like body hair or this or that, and then try and, try and adapt it and tr- create something original and until you have that same reaction to what you've drawn yeah draw what you find is hot don't draw what you think other people are going to find is hot draw what you really find is hot because i've had people on my patreon message me <laughs> and be like god you really like fancy dads don't you i'm like what well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like oh god you're wrong really <laughs> and i'm like oh what have i given it away <laughs> or like you really like pierced nipples, don't you? I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, that's the advice, I guess. Oh, that's very good advice. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. Today's guest has been Tom Taylor. You can find him on Twitter at Tom T Illustrated. Stay naked, stay sexy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>